That's good. <laughs> it's a lukewarm, it's a lukewarm take for me because that just makes sense. But okay, okay. I guess it's a little lukewarm, but I mean, the they fans, are the number. They are the number one. Right. <laughs> Everybody's been writing them off all year. We'll see. I yeah. Mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of On Second Thought, where we talk about the NBA playoffs. So if you love NBA basketball, this is definitely the show for you. And we got a lot of interesting topics today. A lot of them. I'm, I'm very excited to talk about it. You know, every week we come on this show, we debate, talk about basketball, and we just have fun. So looking forward to it today. And I am your host, Tramel Jeffers. And alongside of me is my crew. First, I have Jerome. You know, he's a co-host on the show. Yes, sir. And today, we have a special guest, Miss Brittany G, a very special guest. So I'm glad to have you here today. Y'all doing okay today? Yeah, glad to be here. It's good as I'll ever be, man. Uh, you know, I'm still a little terminally ill, but it's okay. Surprised both of y'all have smiles on y'all faces. I mean, both of your teams were just eliminated. And like they say, misery loves company. My team didn't make the playoffs. Y'all know I'm a Detroit Piston fan. So now I'm glad to have company at the house with me. So welcome to the Cancun trip. <laughs> <laughs> man, um, just for you to admit that live on air, you're you real courageous, man. No, I mean, you're more courageous than me. I, I wouldn't just be putting that on the air. You feel me? So, right. hey. I just got to keep on the You know, Brittany all smiles after the heat just, you know, laid that dud. And, you know, I'm still a little terminally ill. So, at least, you know, everybody on this show has good character. That's what the audience could take away. We have good character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> more time. All right, now, before we get into the basketball talk and before we talk about the playoffs, I want the audience to get to know you a little better, Brittany. So tell them about your professional journey. Yeah. Um, so when I graduated undergrad, my first job out in the industry was with the New York Mets, and I was doing inside sales there. Um, there I went to grad school down in Florida, um, and I studied I got my MBA and master's in sport and entertainment. And from there, I got my role with the Miami Heat and partnership marketing. So I was there for two years from Dwayne Bates retirement until very recently in February. And now I currently work for an organization called the Oakview Group, which is a venue management firm that we manage about 29 different arenas in the NBA and NHL space. Nice. So what is the best part of your professional journey? Yeah, I think um, working on the team side, just being a part of these big moments, right? Like I mentioned, um, like Dwayne Wade's retirement, that was one of the first like projects I got to really work on. And I work in sponsorships, so just pulling together different sponsors um, for him to make, it was like a whole weekend, super incredibly memorable. And then um, being the great guy that he is, um, he took pictures with every single person in the organization from janitor to our president. He was there for over four hours and just being a part of, um, something incredible moments like that was like unparalleled. That's why I work in the industry. Awesome. So it pretty much sounds like you live in the childhood dream right now. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, now let's get into these playoffs. It's time to talk about the NBA playoffs. I know it's not looking too good for both of you all. And Jerome, man, this one is going to hurt. This one is going to sting. We're going to talk about the Lakers first. And the question is, who is to blame for the Lakers not making it past the first round? Who is to blame for them getting eliminated in the first round in the 2021 NBA playoffs? Who's to blame, Jerome? Let's start with you. <sighs> okay, sir. Well, if you see here, um, the whole series was about 288 minutes, right? If you calculate, you know. So, you know, Anthony Davis only played 144 minutes of the potential 288 minutes that could be played in the series. And he's a starter, a brave part of the team. And uh, he only played 24 minutes in the last three games. Um, do we see the correlation I'm getting here? Um, he played, I mean, absolutely terrible first game. Only lost by nine. Games two through three, fully healthy. Lakers dominant, up to one. He gets hurt. Games four through six. We lose. I mean, what else is there to say here? If Anthony Davis is here, I mean, we wouldn't even be having this discussion right now. But he was hobbled, you feel me? And we had to rely on other entities of the team. And as you can see throughout the season, um, they really struggled. And when we needed them the most, they did what they've been doing for most of the season, struggling. I mean, the team was built around AD and LeBron to their strengths. So we didn't really have that isolation score that that's not really Brian's game. I mean, he could score, but he's more of a playmaker. Like that's when his game is the best. So honestly, yeah, man, I think um, you just have to, it's nothing else to blame, but, but health. Cause I mean, we already knew what the other parts of the team were comprised of just, you know, quality role players, just, you know, get rebounds, do your job, you know, get on the board, get on the floor, all that. But, yeah, man, I just have to say it was health, man. Okay, so we're going to blame the injury bug. Okay, okay. <laughs> Brittany, what do you think? What, what was the problems for the, the Los Angeles Lakers not making it out the first round this year? Yeah, injuries made a play a part, but you can't really put all the blame on one player. I feel like it's a team effort. Um, but I will say, like, coming into like this entire season, the Lakers defense was number one in the NBA. Like that's like without question. And mm -hmm. I do think when you do have key, like key stars like Davis like, taken out of the lineup, that dramatically affected um, the best asset I think it, it, the Lakers team has, which is their defense. And I think once that was disarmed, it was, um, and then plus like, like the Suns ability to like shoot and, um, really come hard offensively. I think like that was really the downfall of the Lakers. Uh, they just couldn't get their team together without their core key pieces in the function that they do the best, which is their defense. Right, right. So my take on it is I'm blaming the supporting cast of the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, we know the injury for Anthony Davis played a big factor. That, that was huge, very huge. But I got to go with the supporting cast. Dennis Schroeder, he didn't show up in a couple games. Kuzma, Caruso, Matthews, 
Morris. They didn't show up at all. They all averaged single points in the series. They didn't show up at all. So the blame goes to the supporting cast. And what we saw in that series, the Phoenix Suns pretty much mixed up zone and man to man. And when they played man to man, they sent help on LeBron James when he drove to the basket, forcing him to kick it out to the shooters. And the shooters just weren't knocking down shots. The Lakers lacked shooting. Caldwell Pope, Caruso, Matthews, Morris, Kuzma. None of these guys were knocking down shots. Nobody helped LeBron James out. And I also think LeBron is I – I can't say he's declining, but I think that injury that he suffered in the regular season took a toll on him as well. And then them not having rest, that much rest after the bubble last year. So I think all these played a big factor. But the majority of the blame goes to the supporting cast because they did not show up at all. And that's why the Lakers lost in six. And now they're in Cancun with my team and with y'all's teams as well. So, yeah, <laughs> just had to get that out there again and rub it in y'all's face. I, I, I think it's fair, but I think all your points are fair. But like I said, when Anthony Davis, like she said, he's the great equalizer. That's our defense and our offense. So mm-hmm. it all ties in with which what street clothes, man. <laughs> Anthony Street Clothes Davis. Thank you. Just come back. We just need you. Don't don't do anything in the offseason, bro. Just ice baths every day, cryotherapy. Oh, yeah. Both our teams need a longer offseason. They needed it. I 71 days between the finals and the start of the season. It was really one long season, so it's no surprise that injuries were happening. They just, you see how that toll took after that ring? I mean, a ring still fitted, but you you see what, what toll it, it took on the, you know what I mean, on the the heat and the, you know, Lakers. I mean, at least we won the game, but, you know, we obviously, it, it was a sacrifice to, to make it to the finals, man. So catch us next I think we'll both be a force to be reckoned with if the right moves are made in the offseason. Summer vacation. I hope y'all enjoy y'all's vacations. But we're going to move on to some teams that are actually still in the playoffs. So we're going to move on to the Eastern Conference. We're going to talk about probably the most exciting series that's left in the playoffs. And some people actually call it the Eastern Conference Finals because it is the two best teams in the East. You have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. And the question is, who's more valuable to their team? Is it Drew Holiday for the Milwaukee Bucks? Or is it James Harden for the Brooklyn Nets? Which one is it? Brittany, we'll start with you. I think it's Harden hands down. Like, I think when he was first traded to Brooklyn, everyone was like, this is a luxury trade because you already have Durant and Kyrie. But um, he proved himself over the course of the season with all the injuries that went on with their team, how valuable he was. I think um, when Harden was out, they were like, under 500 as far as wins goes. I want to say that they were 9 and 10 without Harden and then with Harden, like 27 and 10. So he's absolutely like a core piece of this trio. And I think when he's in and when he's healthy, he's dominating. Okay, Jerome, what you got? Honestly, I like where Brittany was going, man. I got to go with Harden too. I mean, if you look at it, he controls the game. He's the point guard. He's going to slow it down. Um, he could get Giannis in foul trouble. And honestly, like if it's a if it's a close game, because I mean if you look at the season series, what 
I mean, it was pretty close. I think the Bucks averaged like 121 points a game to the Nets 119, and it was a 2-1 series. But I don't know if y'all remember that first game. It was one of Harden's first games with the Nets, 34-12-6, a win. You know, so with that in mind, like, it's been real difficult for the Nets to, you know, really get that rhythm, you know, because everybody's been out simultaneously things such as that nature but i feel as though harden's going to control the pace and get to the free throw line most importantly and make free throws and i think if Giannis is missing free throws like he was against the heat even though he started to pick it up a little bit at the end but if he has a stretch like that this going to be a close series milwaukee going home so i like harden because he going to control the pace and allow for Kyrie and durant just to focus on scoring not playmaking so okay i mean both of y'all make good points, but I have to lean towards Drew Holiday. And we saw it in that first series against Miami that he's much more valuable than Eric Bledsoe. He was a huge upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. It's not even a question. They performed way better than they did last year. Then they swept the Miami Heat in the first round. And I just think you take away Drew Holiday. Okay, so Milwaukee's number one in scoring. They average 120 points per game. Let's say Drew Holiday gets hurt with an injury and he's out. That is a big loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. They have absolutely no shot to beat the Brooklyn Nets if Drew Holiday goes down, offensively and defensively, because he brings both to the table. And I think he can guard Kyrie Irving. I think he's the best point guard when it comes to defense. And then you look at James Harden on the other side. He's very valuable to the Brooklyn Nets. But the thing is, they have two other superstars, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, if James Harden goes down or if he can't play, those guys can step up at any minute and put up 40 points. They're more than capable of stepping their games up. So I think Drew Holiday is more valuable to his team than James Harden is, strictly because they have star power over there in Brooklyn. And Milwaukee needs everybody in that on that roster to win a championship or to win the series. So that's my take on it. I, I, I think Drew Holiday is more valuable. I'm not mad at it. I see where you come from, from a Milwaukee perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still disagree, but that was a solid argument. Yeah, it was just okay. Okay. I guess we just gonna have to disagree, but we all gave great points in my opinion. So it's cool. All right, now it's time for the hot take, man. Hot take season. Um Jerome, uh, you made a you made a hot take a couple weeks ago. You said that the Mavericks will win in six and Last time I checked, it's mathematically impossible for the Mavericks to win in six. The only way they can win is in seven. And I don't know if they're going to do that. So time for you to go ahead and take your hot sauce before we give our hot takes. So go ahead, pull it out. And then you're going to have another one coming soon as well. So go ahead and get your first one and, and take it on camera. Man. Get it. Let's go. Let's go. Man. Just don't hit no clown music in here, production team. Like, you feel me? Like, like, let me let me take this hot sauce with some decency. You've had some decency, man. Some leniency, some man. All right, man. This hot take is sponsored by uh we, we still don't got a sponsor. Okay. We still don't got a sponsor, but we'll get that next time. So uh I'ma wipe this out because we don't get no free pub. But yeah, man, uh sometimes you're wrong in life, and uh as long as I got the camera time, I'ma hog it. So yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna take a shot to the head. Get used to that. Get used to that. 
got another one coming. He already has heartburn with the Lakers, y'all. Straight heartburn. <laughs> she got me right there. But go ahead and give your hot take, Jerome. Go ahead and give another because the heat got bur- uh, pun intended because the heat did get burnt. Mm. <laughs> Blamed out. I'm gonna call them the Miami Ice because they couldn't make a shot. <laughs> you gotta understand. All right, man. So my new hot take. It's not a revelation. It's revelations. The Phoenix Suns will make the NBA Finals. Chris Paul will finally make the NBA Finals. Bucket. Now, I've been on the cold street, but you know what must go up must come down and vice versa. So I'm like, it's my time now. I've been cold, but shoot or shoot, man. So I'm going with the Suns to make the NBA Finals since they beat the best team the NBA. So they have to. I think you just love taking hot sauce. I, I think it's. I think you doing this on purpose, man. You love taking hot sauce. That's what you're trying to do. You trying to take the hot sauce. You over giving these bad takes. You know darn well the Phoenix Suns are not going to the NBA Finals. But hey, it's cool. I'm not taking the hot sauce, so it's you. That's you that's gonna take it. So it's cool. Brittany, what you got? What's your hot take? I'm not going to even. I'm not going to disregard that. Let's go, Brittany. Talk. Thank you. <laughs> This is real hot, but I think when it comes to the 76ers and the Hawks series, that Hawks are going to go in five. They're going to win this in mm. five. That's my take. I think that Trey Young and the Hawks team, they're young, they're inexperienced, but they're like hype and coming off of this win with the Knicks, mm. plus all the pressure that they had with the fans, plus Embiid being potentially out. I know that there's debate whether or not he's going to play, but I think it might be a, a Anthony Davis sort of play if he does make it out there with a meniscus tear. I think mm. that's a real strong shot, especially with Simmons not really um, known to be stepping up for their team. So that's my take. Okay, okay. That's not I bad. Actually, I actually agree with it. I, like I said, the last few episodes, everybody knows that I think yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, I think they have the best roster in the NBA besides the Brooklyn Nets. I just love their depth. I love their young talent. So I'm rooting for the Atlanta Hawks, and I hope your hot take does come true. Hopefully, you don't have to take a hot sauce shot because hey, I'm rooting for the Hawks right now since my team been in the playoffs. You feel me? <laughs> so that was a good hot take. I like that one, Jerome. I, I don't agree with you, so I'm gonna give my hot take right now because my hot take goes completely against what your hot take is, and I'm gonna put my shades on for this one. No. <laughs> I'm two. I'm two and zero right now with the hot takes. Now it's about to be 3-0. and My hot take is the Utah Jazz will go to the Western Conference Finals. And the reason why is because they're going to play either the Los Angeles Clippers or the Dallas Mavericks. If they see the Mavericks, I think that is the best matchup for them. I think that is the worst opposition for the Dallas Mavericks. I think that's the team that the Mavericks want to avoid in the playoffs. But I think the Clippers will actually make it to the second round. So I think it'll be the Jazz versus the Clippers. And the Clippers have not made it past the second round. I know our executive producer, Mr. Ryan Aubrey, he's a Clipper fan. He's not going to like my hot take, but y'all haven't been out the second round. Y'all are pretty much the Cleveland Browns of the NFL. Honestly, worse, because at least the Cleveland Browns have made it to a conference championship. Y'all haven't even made it past the second round. And y'all are struggling with the Dallas Mavericks right now. And y'all just show that y'all can't get any stops. And for pretty much the entire year, 
the Utah Jazz have been the best team in the NBA. And I think Donovan Mitchell is going to step up. I think he's going to have a star slash superstar performance. I think that Mike Conley is going to step up like he's been doing all year. You have the sixth man of the year and Jordan Clarkson. You know, Bogdanovich is going to get you some threes. He's going to get you about 20 points. Joe Ingles coming off the bench, another six-man candidate. And Rudy Gobert, the anchor of that defense, the guy who gets the rebounds and who gets the stops on defense. I think this is their year. I think it's their time. The Utah Jazz will be in the Western Conference Finals. Book it and make me 3-0 for my hot take. That's all I have to say. That's good. <laughs> it's a lukewarm, it's a lukewarm take for me because that just makes sense. But okay, okay. I guess it's a little lukewarm, but I mean, the they are the number. They are the number one. Right. <laughs> Everybody's been writing them off all year. We'll see. I yeah, mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. With that note. I got things falling in the background. I I had to, to fucking shit talking to your hot take. Obviously, I'm discombobulated right now, family. Listen, uh, yeah, I haven't been the same since, since my Lakers lost. But, um, you know, I, I shall have my day. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so on that note, Tramiel right now got the got the crown, the crown of the hot take. So I'll, we'll let him have that one. And, uh right. Right now, I'm the, the Joker, so, you know, the clown. So, uh, yeah, everybody's going to get on me. I understand that, but, uh, yeah, we still got a couple more weeks in this playoff. So, let's see how this goes, man. And I want to see if you Utah can do it. I mean, shit, they ain't been in the NBA Finals since I'm, what, I, was, I was probably just 98. Just, you feel me? Yeah. Just, just been born, you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> last night, last, the last time I hit the fuck. The shoes came out. That was what? All right, man. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. We'll see how these games go. It's going to be some exciting series. And this is a wrap of episode three. I had a lot of fun. And I can't wait to come back for episode four. And for the guys in the audience that are viewing this, please leave a comment in the comment section. Leave a like. And also subscribe to the channel. And we'll be back next week. This is On Second Thoughts. Stay tuned for next episode. Episode four. We're out. For exclusive shows and premium content, subscribe to the Polaris Network on Patreon.